0: Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. We're
1: back with a new episode and a new teaser trailer. We've been like almost talk- classic. We've been almost talking about it for days. And I still haven't watched the whole thing yet. I know. I'm so excited so to watch in the it the first with
0: you. few seconds, we're going to go through the whole thing together on this episode. It is good to be back. Hannah, thanks for still doing the podcast with me. I
1: cool. know. I missed it. I miss you guys. It took
0: a teaser trailer coming back <laughs> for House of the Dragons to knocked the rust off.
1: We were ready to come back, but we... I've been thinking a lot about what we're going to do next. And so this is, like, the perfect time. Like, it felt right for us to mm-hmm. do this now. And so we took a little summer hiatus, but I've been, we've been, like, out of sync. Like, I want to talk about A Song of Ice and Fire with you.
0: I'm excited to see it. I feel like this whole thing has been formless, and it's about to have form. So sorry to everyone who's listening right now, because I don't even have a plan for this podcast episode until I see the teaser trailer.
1: Right. Well, all we've seen is, like, some random—I mean— of course, but all we've seen is some random picks, mm. and I was not—I don't know about you, but I was not expecting anything for a little while longer.
0: Yeah, I didn't expect a trailer to drop now, but I understand how they have been working on it, and there's enough—of course, there's enough footage to put a trailer together. But I don't know about the energy. I don't know if I could commit to knowing exactly what the energy is going to be for the show. But I'm not on the inside. They have probably had that figured out for right. a year and a half, especially with the. The COVID gap that right. popped up.
1: You'll get an idea after you watch it. I okay,
0: think. That, that's what I was. That's yeah. what I was hoping. I think you'll I had have a some feeling. Sort of it's like you know the energy, and I'm. I i do not know. I'm curious. I'm a little bit worried. I don't want to say too much now because I know that there's going to be an answer soon. But the the end of Game of Thrones, there all the promotion was like a victory lap,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I don't know if all of us, because all of us, we're just people. We we don't have, uh, we don't work on Game of Thrones. Right. We didn't write it. We don't.
1: For no, better or for worse.
0: We're not on it. Right. <laughs> so the victory lap thing is a little bit like a selfie, like a really long selfie mm-hmm. or something. And uh, I don't know. I just think it rubs some people the wrong way. And so maybe sure. maybe they're a little bit ready to already be like, oh, it's the most epic thing of all time. For sure. Yeah.
1: They're, I think, coming into this and. I think this is what you're saying, and I'm curious what other people felt like as well. I felt like I came into this trailer with a lot of baggage. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of summarizing what you're saying. Like, when the trailer first dropped, I just sat on it. I just opened up the screen and just, like, kind of sat on it for a second because I felt— It was dramatic. dramatic. But it's so—I'm being honest, (laughs) though. It's true. I totally get it. I was like—
0: All of us felt that way. I still haven't watched it. Right, Exactly. (laughs) This is kind of dramatic. It's
1: kind of stupid, but I was like scared almost, and not really scared, but like it was just like a very. It felt like a charged moment for me for m- multiple reasons. One because I felt like we came out of the last season, the final season, with like a little bit of baggage, yeah, about a song by some fire about the TV show, yeah, you know, and then House of the Dragon. I don't know how I feel about it yet, and that's kind of. I feel I want it to be really good. Yeah. And so it's like, is it going to be good? That's what I'm saying. Yeah.
0: You're saying I don't know how to feel about it yet. So I'm saying, well, we've gone this far without without having to really have committed to Mm -hmm. much.
1: Right. It's just been this idea. Casting.
0: We haven't done a lot of commentary about what it seems that they are doing organizationally, creatively with their choices. With the show. And then obviously we'll see the execution and then we'll talk about it from that perspective as fans too. But we haven't seen a lot yet. So this is them yeah. sort of committing to something. So I'm a bit nervous about sort it. Of. I'm, I want to see the com- – oh, okay, so well, of. a te- It's a teaser, right. teaser
1: trailer, right. you Right, know?
0: okay. So we can be a little bit vague. And yeah. the best way to do that was with Firmin Javadi going, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, oh, uh-huh. we got to go down at the end. Great, the, get a little bit of the motif in there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: But – It's a teaser. So, yeah, there's, we get a little taste. I think that I don't want to say too much about it without watching it, but like it's hard to form a fully form an opinion. And I think also part of the reason why we haven't really talked about it is because I'm not fully being like bought into the whole thing yet.
0: The, oh, of the, of
1: Of House of the Dragon and just like the Dance of Dragons
0: basically being the, or like the, the next show or whatever, yeah. the next adaptation. yeah.
1: And that kind of segues into what we want to do next because...
0: Should we tell you right now or should we make them wait for owns? We've or we talked been about making it again? them wait for Yeah, let's weeks. talk about it right now. <laughs> I'm holding it right now. Hannah, it is up to you to announce the next project on the podcast right now. Right now.
1: Okay, so we're super excited. So we finished the reading order for all of A Song of Ice and Fire that has currently been published. So now what? So next, we're going to dive into Fire and Blood. We're going to go chapter by chapter, just like we've always done. The cadence is going to be the same, but we are excited. Well, I'm not going to speak on behalf of anybody else. I'm really excited. I'm singing
0: Halo right now, so I'm pretty excited.
1: (laughs) I'm really excited to get into the nitty-gritty of Fire and Blood, especially as we prep for House of the Dragon, which is just around the corner. So if you haven't had the opportunity to read Fire and Blood, now we can really dive in, do our owns each week, talk through unnecessarily long discussions over wording and sentences and all the classic things that we like to do. So I feel like I haven't cared about it because it's just, it's not a piece. And I know a lot of people are very excited about like the Targaryen backstory. That's never been a focus of mine necessarily mm-hmm. or like never been something that's really piqued my interest. Right. I've read Fire and Blood when it came out. Mm-hmm. I've listened to it. Like, one and a half times. Mm -hmm. I thought it was great. Interesting. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But that's never really kind of been, like, top of mind, like, characters that I want to follow through down the rabbit hole, you Mm -hmm. know? But I think that us diving into Fire and Blood in the way that we've been in A Song of Ice and Fire for the last 10 million years is going to make House of the Dragon that much more exciting and fulfilling because we're going to be deep in it. It's going to be It would be hard for me, I think, to come out House of the Dragon out of nowhere, you know? And so I think that this timing is going to work out really well. And I hope that other people also kind of get on that bandwagon so we can all kind of build the hype into coming into House of the Dragon. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I mean, uh, it's like anticipating that you could have a good time with something Mm -hmm. and, and setting yourself up for success as best that you can so you can be the sponge or the nowadays microfiber kitchen cloth right. and a pack of 12 on yeah. Amazon and squeeze out, basically what we want to do is squeeze out every single drop that is available for the stuff that's happening right now. Totally. With Song Bison Fire. So we just, we, our next episode, we just finished the reading order. And like Hannah said, we've been scratching our heads and trying to think about what to do next with the show. And this is like the... I think the way that we get the most out of being friends and watching this show together, reading reading these books together, and also in the universe with our other friends who watch the shows and read the books, I think this is a good way to sort of commit to it. Exactly. See where it goes as deep as possible.
1: We'll do the chapter by chapter. It'll look exactly like our bread and butter before. We'll do exactly like we've been doing, which is read a chapter, talk about it, dive into it, ask for your own, all that kind of stuff. So – Same show, same idea.
0: So you're looking forward to really getting to know Robar Baratheon is what you're saying. I mean... He's one of the cooler ones from Fire and Blood, TBH. I get it, though. And we're in a different time. I feel like GRM has sort of subverted the obvious choices in his artistic output during such a crucial time in his life's work. Totally. We've been talking about that for years. So just in the real time of seeing it unfold right now, specifically with Hot D... And not just assorted a song of ice and fire news and uh, of a connection to Game of Thrones. I feel like right now, this is the first time that we've got, and like I said, I've only seen five or six seconds of the trailer. So go with me on this, folks. Tell me if this makes sense. I might just be trying to pump a little bit of extra (laughs) excitement into it. But to me, from the the first handful of seconds I saw, I was like, this. This thing is getting its own legs now. Like, there's, okay, it has its own soul now. And for the first time since I've known that this show is getting made, I am starting to picture it being realistic. Not just an idea, but I think that this, I think that, not sarcasm, but that uh, skepticism that I think most of you are are feeling right now about entertainment. (laughs) Totally. About societal uh, communion, about uh, shared experiences. I think that, I don't know if it's going to be what it was, but it's going to be something that we haven't had in a minute whenever the show comes back. I think that we're going to come together for this show every week the way that we did for Game of Thrones. Like I said, I don't know what the what quality is going to be like, but good for them for having the opportunity to approach a project to this scale and to say, all right, we're making this thing that people are probably going to treat like the last thing that turned out that way on accident. So how do we do it? And so, all right, y'all got the reins. Y'all positioned yourself. Y'all got the right favors. Y'all got those exciting emails, those phone calls. And we've been waiting a long time Mm -hmm. to see what y'all are going to do with this thing that we all really like. Right. Alright, so let's watch this teaser trailer Let's watch
1: the teaser trailer, Are you ready? Step
0: one, day one, House of the Dragon Oh my god And everybody, just so you know Matt Smith from Doctor Who Who popped out of the TARDIS, flipped over on its side Asking for fish sticks and custard Gosh, I have a lot to All say All these years ago <laughs> When we were so much more younger and innocent Is the guy who's
1: The guy The guy
0: in this right now You ready? But Hold on, let's play with people All right, we're going to take this back to the beginning. This is just a trailer on YouTube. We're going to say one, two, three, play. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Play is going to be on number four if you want to watch this with us. Ready to sync it up at home, everybody? Here we go. One, two, three. Okay, gods, kings, fire. <laughs> <laughs> There we
1: go. Okay. Teaser trailer. Okay.
0: I gotta go back. All right. We're out of sync now, everybody. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I remember we got the first look at the Tower of Joy, the uh, small cut of dual wielding
1: yes of
0: arthur dane's dual wielding yeah. that was exciting but this that i just saw there's a lot to talk about but just i just saw duncan egg adapted basically
1: mm-hmm.
0: that targaryen armor
1: yeah
0: the the tournament the where the enameled armor yeah oh my, swinging th- that was that was I haven't, I haven't seen that before yeah so that's that there's that layer of uh of that uh it was like medieval heraldry that mm-hmm. we don't really know about that like you kind of see in museums when you go to like you see a really specific museum and they're like wow they were really small back then we 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 didn't really get to see that in game of thrones
1: not past the first couple seasons but especially. even then it
0: was it was really low key it was uh it was i think part of that low key nature is what made the show successful to right. be honest because right. it felt so real and at the time people were really into gritty like super like the dark night the grittier the better so mm-hmm but i haven't seen a capture like that before that's a that is a layer of of medieval art i don't know what you would call like what the specific terminology is that george i think has i haven't read every sci-fi fantasy book in this genre or even any of them (laughs) so maybe someone (laughs) else does it better but to my limited perspective or at least put against the the uh, pantheon of books that i've read in this genre and and stories and games and stuff that i've been exposed to Mm -hmm. I think that he really understands that layer. Like that, if I could just take a still image of that Targaryen armor being in the sword swinging or whatever weapon he was swinging in that shot, that right there is, if that's what's being, if that is being adapted into House of the Dragon, that that level of medieval heraldry that George describes, that seems way too extra to even exist. Sure. The enameled armor that's all just so, if one wrong swing in every single fight, like the, the, if a guy's elbow hits it, like that's like a, A nine-hour fix someone's got to do with really expensive materials. Just that energy of this is how opulent our reign is right now. That we look like this at a time where people are starving and eating clods of dirt to survive Mm -hmm. is pretty rock and roll. Totally. That's the energy. Fuck yeah. Tell me what you've been thinking. Well, And
1: we get to lean into – I like what you said about that because we kind of get to lean into that medieval vibe that I think they shied away at the beginning of Game of Thrones just because they didn't know, like you said, how it was going to be received. Yeah. And so you got to kind of play it well so that people like the show. But now Game of Thrones already has the reputation, so let's lean in heavy into the medieval vibe.
0: Do you think that they're going to do that?
1: I don't know. I So it's really hard to say from the teaser trailer. I think there's like a couple moments that we can maybe pull from the teaser trailer potentially it's such a different experience than watching a Game of Thrones teaser trailer because I always, I always came into those being so deeply versed in what was happening and mm-hmm. being able to kind of pick things out in a way that I frankly am not versed in what's happening in fire and blood or targaryen lore and like i was saying before that's just because that's not really ever been my area of interest or focus and i know that that's not the same experience for a lot of other people yeah but that's just been my experience and so i watched this teaser trailer and
0: it's like the beginning of it for you Kind totally of. you're like okay i see why you might be worth me being like okay cool totally
1: the vibes are good mm-hmm. the i love the game of thrones theme song kind of motif behind it who knows how much we'll actually see that in the show but i kind of like that for the teaser trailer because it it's like don't forget this is something you really cared about and then that shot of the iron throne at the very end is very exciting to me i know that the iron throne it looks more like the iron throne that we read in the books but it's not just that i think if it was just like the iron throne we were used to 100% 100% I would still be excited about it because yeah. it's like, think about this room.
0: Because it's back. Yeah. yeah. This is
1: a room that has a lot of weight and power behind it. We're going to be having big combos in this room again in a place that's familiar to you with a whole new cast of characters a whole new...
0: But the same truth.
1: The same thing, yeah. A whole new depth and...
0: Just watching people try to figure out the the dangerousness of, of mm-hmm. Planetos at a time where like I said, they were able to get their decor up to such an obnoxious level that yeah. it's like there's nothing like it. It's like, it's like, it's like maybe my, like a Egyptian uh, civilizations. They were able to make some really intricate pieces of art mm-hmm. and uh, just a small manufacturing feats that they also like. They would make tools that we would need specialized tools to make right now, right? Just because they had this extra time and they were like, we could be this specific, and if four of us really awesome experts work on this thing at the same time look at how we can make this shape come out
1: totally that's and that's their
0: whole energy right now and with the seeing rain that
1: energy knowing we know the end yeah we're very yeah they go versed crazy. in the end yeah. and so yeah. to see that opulence energy is exciting so
0: it's going to be i just want to know why what george thinks about that mm-hmm. so like what is what is allegorical to like what he is saying if there is anything at all if usually the best things that there is so is this going to be as good as A Song of Ice and Fire once we dig into it with its actual symmetry is what I'm curious about? Or is it is it gleamed from like, is, is George, is this just fun for him? Is there not, a, like, does it does it make sense or is it just fun?
1: I think we're going to find out. I know, I think we're
0: going to find out too. <laughs> because
1: when I read Fire and Blood at first, it was just fun. But that's just probably the way that I read it. So how do you, you feel? to it. Yeah, so. listening to it. I also had a concussion. Yeah, true. <laughs> 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 so who knows what that was really like. But what do you, I mean, you you hadn't seen it. I've it's watched the trailer. The of yeah. <laughs> I've watched the trailer probably like 10 times at this point.
0: This was, I was, I holy crap, I loved it.
1: Did you? Yeah, no, I Good. feel
0: really hopeful. This is way better than I thought it could have been. Good. I'm curious how all of you feel. Because we haven't really been talking online and we haven't been sharing owns with folks and sourcing emails about their early ideas about House of the Dragon. And honestly, we haven't gone too deep into this part of it. And like I said earlier, we haven't we haven't talked about who's making it as much on the show as we normally would with Game of Thrones. It hasn't been as much a part of the conversation because they haven't done anything yet. And honestly, I haven't been confident that the show was going to make it all the way when I've seen so much happen and so much change. And I've. I've talked to David about his work on the last Mm -hmm. one so much, too, on and off the podcast. And that was so exciting, what Mm -hmm. was going to happen with that show. And that completely went. The energy of this is different. I'm guessing that they've had it all figured out to the point of knowing the vibe specifically enough to pit these ideas against each other. And like I was Mm -hmm. saying before, if the the sheen that came with the end of Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones is channeled into something more useful than we could be in for a real treat but that sort of victory lap the uh, energy of the last teaser for the last season of got and honestly a lot of the way that the last season was made as well i feel like uh that lack of reinvention that lack. what, what it was what's funny
1: I am just thinking about Matt Smith is not it. So we're still in a Dude, little bit of a victory here's lap thing, a little bit. Here's the thing. Matt, Matt Smith,
0: <laughs> the angle that he was holding his face, the way his face is pointed. He looks like Mound Shroud from uh, the old Hall- the Halloween tree cartoon a little bit. No <laughs> his sense, cheekbones Matt. are... You, you like his cheekbones? I
1: mean, I don't know if I like them, but they're they're
0: They cut like, shit. They're there. Okay, they are there. And you you were told at a young age that that's a good thing. I guess. Yeah, you're like, wow, ch- what cheekbones? <laughs> like, yes, there are bones in my cheek. He, in that moment, th- hey, this is what I think might be going on. I don't know if it's actually happening. We got proto Daenerys, which obviously we, Rhaenyra. Mm-hmm. Giving off the same energy. Especially her young, Obviously, the shot of
1: her when she's young. Yes. Yeah.
0: Obviously, very beautiful, same energy. We love unknown actors in tent pole roles in, mm-hmm. these, in these high budget shows because it actually feels real at that point. Totally. It's not Matt Damon playing Damon Targaryen. Right. That would be different. Right. <laughs> but kind of entertaining, though. Yeah. actually. <laughs> but Matt Smith, I, I know, is, it's toeing the line because he's been, he's carried a franchise before. It's been long enough. There's been a couple doctors even right. since then. I think it's been enough time. I think that he can still fly under the radar enough to c- carry that, like, universe over of not knowing people. I think he still can. I hope he, I hope he still can. Whenever I saw him, it did not look bad. The beach shots have not been great. The wigs, the costumes, and modern cameras without film grain added, without... The moodiness of the lighting uh, being taken into context without how much they're committing to the words that they're saying, without the music, without the words actually being good, hopefully, then it's hard to really understand, like, how much it all comes together. Exactly. But I feel like his face in that role, in that moment, when we got sort of that hero definitive shot of them after the shot of Venera, it looked it looked like the armor in a way that it it felt and reflected deep glimmers of high fantasy to me in there totally. I feel like it, they were in there they weren't in there at the end of GOT unfortunately we had some pretty prestige epic uh, what would you call them like blockbuster Hollywood CGI moments, uh, Jon and uh, Daenerys with Drogon in the background kissing or the,
1: Clegane Bowl
0: yeah, that too. Yeah. these are like 30 million dollar sequences from from the perspective of who they hire, how they block it the CGI and they were all shot in one location and you know It it was what it was, but if they're able to turn that sheen into, let's take it further and become craftsmen, but also not treat it as a victory lap, but continue. I think the problem a lot of folks had with the end of Game of Thrones is that they established in the first handful of seasons something that was wildly popular and wildly successful. And now the problem was, what do we do? It seems like it was... How do we do what we did before? It's like if Kanye w- was trying to make "Dark Twisted Fantasy" every album because everyone loved it so much. You you would get tired of the third or fourth all of the lights. You might even like the second or third one, but the fourth one you would definitely be like, like you're you're <laughs> trying to trick us. More
1: of the lights. You, more of the lights.
0: <laughs> more of the lights. Okay, they think that uh, they think that. Oh, just keep feeding food you like, but. I can't do too much no. mac and cheese because then at some point I'm just like you know can't be too much it has to it has to feel good It has to taste good it has to it has to, there has to be a plan and George George did that he dosed those things out in the story and it naturally sort of already felt that way so it was I don't know less less hard to mess that up and there's
1: more of a plan from A to B in House of the Dragon than there was with Game of Thrones because everything there
0: yeah it is already. Written, I guess, but we don't know how close they're going to yeah, stick to. Yeah, we that.
1: just don't know, and or so what's the point
0: because I th- I think that they're, I think that they're, going to, be as noncommittal as possible, to the point that is most usable, so that they can position to whatever the public reacts to. Unfortunately, and again, that goes back to I don't know who's working on this. I don't know what HBO Max's strategy with their follow up to. The massive phenomenon the Game of Thrones was is going to be versus how do we handle this thing that's becoming a phenomenon the Game of Thrones was, mm-hmm. but I think that like I said if they try new things instead of just trying to if instead of just being really overconfident and uh, a little bit a little bit maybe a uh, about. They're going to love this or blah, 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 or everyone likes this or it's always done like this or just anything that's too routine or too baked in or even working with the same people for too long in some cases. We want people to be excited about it. Exactly. And I think people like it.
1: I think the teaser doesn't give us enough information to feel confident in that yet, which is fine because we don't. It's like you're talking about Matt Smith. I have such a bias against him because I never watched Doctor Who, but. You're like the bow tie and the hat. Yeah, I never watched Doctor Who, but I just saw a lot he of Doctor sort of Who. Just fell on, around. I saw a lot of Doctor Who on Tumblr. So it's like I see a That's pic of him and it's like, His okay, quotes. it's just another Tumblr post. Like, like black and white, yeah, like rainy. Exactly. <laughs> it's like I've seen a million of these. That's my own personal bias. But we haven't heard him talk and we haven't heard him act and we haven't heard any of these characters interact with each other. We've just seen them walking really epically cool. To different places. And mm. so I think that hearing them come alive and the next real trailer that we get, I mean, well, I guess we heard Matt Smith. That's his voice behind the trailer when he's saying gods and dragons and all that kind of stuff. But he's not really interacting with anybody. Anybody can do a cool voice. And so I think I'm looking forward to the full trailer when we get dialogue and when we get less of the, like you're saying, victory lap kind of, I think, depending on. What's going to happen over the next couple of weeks is going to help give us because if we get a trailer before like Thanksgiving or something,
0: or on Thanksgiving
1: or around yeah, yeah. around that time like that feels like the right cadence for a spring release.
0: But yeah, I'm we'll going to see. I'm thinking season one Game of Thrones. It's going to be like that. Mm-hmm. Whenever it was posted, same energy, same day. <sighs> yes, yeah, same, like, same time. That.
1: Anyway, I'm excited. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm really excited for us to dive into the reading order because I think that's going to give us and hopefully, I mean, this is selfish, but also I think for everybody listening, this is going to give us that really deep look into the lore, the family, the history, like we're going to be in it. And so I think that that's going to make this more fun. And so I'm really excited for us to dive in to Fire and Blood next episode and just get to it, because there's a lot to unpack, and I think that we can get there, we just have to put in a little bit of work ourselves, jump cool to do.
0: Can you imagine Matt Smith pissed off Damon Targaryen, not Matt Smith Doctor Who I don't take anything seriously because I'm immortal, but like pissed off Damn, Targaryen! that's Smith.
1: I have such a bias that against him that's unfair. But
0: that, but when that is such
1: an unfair if, bias, if it win that
0: lands, that's gonna be that could be good. But you're right. I'm
1: ready for it. It's
0: it's much like the whole thing, not to be too extreme, but it is kind of on the edge of a razor. It can mm-hmm. go. It can go. Matt Smith is playing a, tar- a Targaryen. Right. It's so bad. I feel so, like I feel so bad saying that because there should not be. I don't know comedy associated with talking about someone else's job on something, but it's it's a it's a very specific choice by HBO. Is what it is. It's it like is. they're putting the pressure on. him. He
1: chose to do it. He chose to do it. He better be ready for he us. Be He's ready. like, man, I wonder what Game of Thrones is going to say <laughs> about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it could have been worse. It could have. It could have. Been sickly could have made us have a sickly feeling like oh yeah you're turning up that they're like we have all the perfume you like Mm -hmm. and she's getting cranked in the room could have been like that but instead it was you know a little bit of fighting some Valerian steel
1: next episode we're going to come at you like we said with Fire and Blood with the first episode the first chapter in Fire and Blood is called Aegon's Conquest and so if you want to start reading along if you want to start thinking about your own's. That's gonna be coming very soon. We hope you like our last A Feast of Dragons episode, which is wild that that we talked about. We talk about that on that episode, but I feel like we have to acknowledge it here too because that's a that was an exciting thing for us to do, and so it's, it feels strange to have like wrapped all of that up and to be moving on to another piece of
0: the Song of Ice and Fire world. But we can do this next era together, y'all.
1: It's going to be fun. We're going to yeah. have a good time.
0: Yeah. We can do this.
1: So we'll see you very soon. Next
0: chapter, Aegon's High Hill. And uh, like Han said, I hope you enjoy the end of A Feast of Dragons. Thanks for listening. And uh, I'm going to go watch this trailer about five more times and I'm going to high five everyone in my life that knows and understands that Yes for Minjavity is working on the soundtrack for House the Dragons. It's good to be back. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs>